Welcome to Fourth Times the Charm, episode 109, where niche is neat. I'm your producer, Ben. Once more, Matt has gone from being in my underground dungeon to now he is MIA. No idea where he is. And while we are placing his face on milk cartons in the meantime, the Shea Butter himself is sliding into the director position. It's Monty. Hey, so so did Matt escape your dungeon? That's why you don't know where he is. Look, I, I spent the past like two hours shaking shaking my my mat food outside mm. to see if he comes back. I poured into a little bowl. And he's showing up on the CCTVs, but before I can oh. get out there, the raccoons chase him away. <laughs> so, you know, Matt, please come home. In the meantime, we have a lot coming up. Um, yeah. a, a, a lot for the months of July and August. We're going to have some new formatting changes. A lot going on. You guys are going to enjoy it. Once again, if you'd like to be our biggest fan, send us a message, screen cap, with your uh, five-star review. As always, it's appreciated. And yeah. now, today is a big day because this episode, Monty, mm. is dropping on the 25th anniversary of my peak as a wrestling fan. <laughs> as sad as that is to say, in many ways, it is the 25th anniversary of Goldberg's first WCW world title win in the main event of WCW Nitro in the Georgia Dome. The peak not only of Goldberg of my fandom, but also the peak of WCW, my childhood wrestling company. Monty, I know you're a bit less familiar with wrestling than I am. Are you ready to delve into a wrestling promotion that you have seen much less of before today? I I've seen wcw um growing up so yeah no, what? I'm, I'm down for this i i watched How? up to the uh the nwo era i think and no right up to the 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 purchase the takeover because i still remember that episode where shane o'mac um you know i had it was funny we don't talk that. about that <laughs> we, we don't talk about that that no why that's all i remember a... of it back as far back as i know and the funny story is, is back in the day, we had to, like, it was Raw, and I forgot what the WCW equivalent of Raw. It was, the both Nitro. Nitro, Monday Night Nitro. And, you know, like, they, I had to flip channels back and forth to see what is going on, because apparently they're kind of inter interconnected that, that episode, that, that final episode for WCW, which is very interesting. I, I don't yeah. recall much out of it, but I thought I was like, "What the heck? Why is WWE and WCW?" So, well, <clears throat> that did happen. Yeah, but we're not here to talk about the bad times. We're here to talk huh? about the good times. Okay. Do you have any memories of WCW pre WWF purchase? Oh yeah, the NWO guys. That was awesome. Uh, watching Hulk Hogan turn heel was awesome. Watching Scott Hall and uh, Kevin Nash uh come over to wcw that was awesome uh my favorite wrestler would have to be and please don't tell me this is a bad thing um <laughs> don't worry i, I will. remember him dean 
Dean, Dean Malenko? Malenko, yes. Yes, this is wonderful. Yeah. That's, okay. You, okay. It's hard to pick a better choice than Dean yeah, Malenko, he, the he Iceman. Yeah, my favorite. Yes, the Iceman. Yeah. He still works uh, backstage at AEW. Oh, uh, cool. To this day, yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. If you get time, I do. Or another time, I do have some questions about AEW because I started watching AEW clips on on YouTube because we don't Welcome. get it in Canada. So, yeah. There's some characters you can get I really it on, like. Uh, you can get it on Fight TV Plus. Oh, ah, okay. It's a it's a subscription, but you get all the weekly shows without uh, fees. Mm. And also, I, I might know a website or two. All right. Everyone. All right. Please share. Please share. Well, oh, yeah, no, um, that's what, is, what I'm up to. I've been watching some AEW stuff because I knew you were going to talk about some wrestling <laughs> stuff. So, yeah. So, AEW... Mm-hmm. in many ways is an evolution of the WCW style of wrestling. My parents started watch started watching wrestling through the WWF, but it was WCW and their sense of reality that really engaged my parents and thus because it engaged them I also sort of came in along for the ride. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I liked all wrestling. I still like all wrestling. Yeah. But whereas the WWF is really about the main event and nothing else, and your opinion doesn't really matter, WCW had more of a sense of competition to it, more of a sense of sport to it, which I've really come to value more uh, today, I feel like. What, what do you mean by more? Can you explain a little on uh, more so, competition? WWF in WWE style wrestling. Yeah. Everyone plays by the same rule book. Every match is structured more or less the same. Oh, match will start evenly matched. Good guy gets the advantage. Bad guy cheats. Yeah. Bad guy ends up putting good guy into a hold so the crowd can clap until they get their momentum back. Good guy will do his comeback and either the bad guy will cheat to win or the good guy will hit his finisher and win. That's pretty much every single WWE match. Now WCW has its own formula too, but they have wrestlers from America, from Japan, from Mexico, lighter weight wrestlers, heavier weight wrestlers, and it's a, this mix, this melange of different styles, you know? WCW was the first place where you could really genuinely see British grappling on American TV juxtaposed with the next match's cruiserweight high-flying match, and then at the top of the hour would be two fat guys punching each other, you know, for, for no reason, right? And, and, like, that's one of the really cool things about WCW and even AEW to this day. Yeah. But while WCW in its prime was focused on using stars from mostly from the WWF's past in the year 1998, they answered the question, what happens if someone right from under our noses blows up and becomes an overnight phenom? Wouldn't it be crazy if we just gave him the belt? And that becomes the story of Bill Goldberg, Mm, who has, in my opinion, the most meteoric rise in wrestling history. And no matter what you say about his career 
after this, it does not take away from the fact that Goldberg has a hell of a legacy to leave behind. And I feel like the first nine to 10 months of his career are fascinating because it's showing a wrestler growing at one of the most rapid paces I've ever seen of a wrestler. Yeah. Like um, I, I still remember when yeah. he came out on WCW. That guy was huge. I was like, whoa, this guy is going to be kicking some ass. He's... So what we're going to do here yeah. is Monty <clears throat> and I, I, I've created a little playlist and I can include this with the video when it gets posted. Mm-hmm. But I've curated a quick playlist. It's only 36 minutes long. It's to give you an idea of Goldberg's growth, both in terms of as a character, as a wrestler, and as, with his relationship with the audience. I, I so do, we're going to start here. I do have here. a question before you start. Absolutely. So when you know when Goldberg comes out and all the fireworks are going in, was he really breathing in that smoke? You're damn right. Holy shoot, man. That's insane. Yeah, because Goldberg's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I like Goldberg. I like Goldberg. Well, you're about to like him a lot more because you're in here with Goldberg's number one fan. Yeah. Head of security of WCW, Doug Dillinger, told me that himself. So <laughs> nice. sticking to it. Uh, cool. And we're going to go to Goldberg's WCW debut. On Monday Nitro, September 22nd, 1997. Now, Goldberg was trained at the WCW Power Plant. Mm-hmm. by uh, The head trainer there was Jody Hamilton. He wrestled mainly in the Georgia territories, uh, which was one of the first major wrestling companies that had TV. In fact, Monty, mm-hmm. it was Georgia Championship Wrestling who started tbs's uh uh wrestling on their television so before world championship wrestling tbs hosted georgia championship wrestling which one of their programs was called world championship wrestling and so jody hamilton had a uh consistent if not relatively unspectacular career as one half of the assassins tag team i'd like you to think of him monty as in the generation of wrestler before wrestling moved to TV. So he's not a guy who can really talk. Uh, he can't really do much, but uh, he was there. He, he puts was on terminally a good performance. There. That's right. So he opened a wrestling school in 1989. And by 1991, he became the official developmental school of world championship wrestling. Uh, Hamilton was known uh, for pref for preferring trainees with large physiques. He wouldn't train anyone who was small. Uh, He told uh, the St. Joseph News Press in 1991 that he asked applicants just three questions to determine if they were worth training, their size, their age, and their previous wrestling experience. Oh, Uh, wow. Yeah. That's like very hard to find back in the day, right? I will say the WCW power plant is probably one of the lowest success stories Mm. of any developmental territory for any big uh, wrestling company. Uh, If you look on their Wikipedia, there's a large list of trainees they have. And looking at this of the actual names on here, I'd say there's maybe 
10 who actually went on to do something that were actually trained at the power plant, right? Yeah. Like, it says that AJ Styles was trained at the power plant. He absolutely was not. Oh, he wasn't? No. No, no. Uh, I would say the biggest success story would probably be Goldberg. Yeah. If not, maybe Shark Boy. But everybody loves Shark Boy. So anyway, <laughs> uh, here's the debut of their biggest success story. Goldberg, Monterey, you ready to check out Nitro from September 22nd, 1997? Let's fire it up. Let's go in three, two, one, play. In Goldberg's opening match, he just appears as an enhancement talent. So this is he his first have... time in the ring. On TV. On TV. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I think I remember this. Yeah, this but yeah, you can huge. tell that... You can tell the announcers are trying to put a focus on him, which is mm-hmm. different from usual. But yeah. as far as being on TV, you know, if you're the average viewer, you'd really think that Goldberg was just some sort of new can that they're throwing out for Hugh Morris. Uh, Hugh Morris, Goldberg's first opponent, would end up being the head trainer at NXT years later. Yes. And yeah. as we go on, you'll notice that a lot of the wrestlers Goldberg faces um, in our series here are going to be wrestlers who ended up with training experience. Yeah. Because Goldberg had barely wrestled any matches by the time he got thrown out uh, into the wild. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, you know, wrestling with the, with the teacher. Keeps yeah, them, exactly. Keeps them safe, right? So. Well, uh, <coughs> uh, Hugh Morris, real name Bill DeMott, has had a checkered history of training. Uh, he was accused of abusive training practices, um, which ended up leading to his dismissal from NXT in, oh. I believe, 2014, 2013, 2014. Really? Oh. Yeah. He's much harsh. Eh, every gym teacher, right? You gotta have one. Yeah, exactly. I got a question. Is that Bobby Heenan in the commentary? That is Bobby Heenan on commentary. Oh, I forgot he left. 1997 was his last good year as a commentator, I'd say. He was good. By 1998, him and Tony Schiavone are just at each other's throats. So see, here's Goldberg, and he kicks out of Hugh Morris's No Laughing Matter moonsault. Yeah. Which I don't know if has ever happened before or since. You can still see that Hugh Morris is essentially walking him into each spot. Yeah. Just a random backflip because Goldberg can. Yeah. For his size, he's just fast. Just look at his natural athleticism he has. Just casually able to do a backflip. Goldberg was a uh, former NFL player, Mm -hmm. I believe, Mm -hmm. uh, for the Georgia football team. And here is the first ever jackhammer. And just like that, <laughs> Goldberg is one and zero in WCW. Damn. Goldberg doesn't even know at this time. Oh shoot! He where the camera open. is. <laughs> so we're moving ahead into worldwide. Yeah. His debut was in September, 1997. This is December 13th, 1997. Two months. It's a three months. It's. Yeah, it's about three months in. Mm-hmm. 
And it's around this time where people are starting to actually paint Goldberg as more than just a big guy who can kill people. Yeah. Like, this guy might be something special. But whereas he was kicking ass on Nitro, here on WCW Worldwide, which was WCW's, like, C or D or F show, like, this is the lowest importance show possible. This is where Goldberg's trying to get his reps in to be presentable on TV. So let's see what happens when he's facing Frankie Lancaster, a wrestler that I don't think much of. I've never heard before I found this video. Let's see how Goldberg performs. So he knocks Frankie Lancaster down. And there's just aggressive pacing. So this was not... I guess this is like the NXT back then. It was like those side points, right? Yeah, very much so, yeah. So if guys needed seasoning... Why did they, like, bring him out into the main WCW that we just watched? And then bring him back to this like is it because he, he wasn't it's, doing uh, that well it's it's basically working <clears throat> on the job goldberg was known for being dangerous he barely oh, knew how to wrestle and they were throwing him out there so okay. while he was wrestling monday and nitro he was doing every taping they possibly could oh, so he could get his okay getting yeah. some hours got it part of the reason why his streak grew to over 150 wins legitimately in that time was because they were having him do all of these matches weekly. Now, Monty, you're watching this match, you'll see Goldberg's blank expression. Yeah. As he hits oh. a spear, yeah. a really awkward-looking spear, yeah, very bad. and his opponent falls into the ropes, and Goldberg just kind of crawls over him. Yeah. He gets Frankie Lancaster up for the jackhammer. As you can tell, when Goldberg doesn't have a teacher, he barely knows what he's doing. Yeah. It, it, it's hard to describe, but how, how would you describe Goldberg's face in this match, Monty? It was, um, could be better. Like, he was very off, off mark. He looked times. lost. Yeah. Just a blank expression on his face while he's doing these moves to this guy, which really amounted to knee, 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 out of position spear. Yeah. And then a jackhammer. It's clear there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Yeah. There was a match on WCW main event I watched of Goldberg from this same time period where the crowd starts booing because Goldberg gets so lost in the match. Oh. Like, he just starts kneeing a guy in a corner for, like, 45 seconds. And it's not Goldberg's fault. It's just that this is how green he is. Yeah. Yeah. Move on to another two months. Mm -hmm. February 12th, 1998. This is on their new show at the time, WCW Thunder. And listening to the crowd, you can tell that this crowd has already picked out Goldberg as someone special. Thunder was the Saturday show, right? Thursday. Thursday show. Their Saturday show was called Saturday Night. Saturday Night. Goldberg doesn't quite have his signature... um, Fireworks yet. his, His signature fireworks yet. Doesn't even really have a signature pose... 
Nope. But he's no, walking to the ring. I always thought his pose, like, walking out like that, like, looking down, was actually pretty cool. It's close. Yeah. It's close, but it's not quite there yet. So here he's wrestling Glacier, a man who would end up uh, helping train people at the WCW power plant. I think yeah. he might have also been at this time. So from two months ago, we just saw Goldberg barely able to string moves. And oh, here he just yeah. did two backflips in a row because he's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And so Glacier, I'm sure, worked through this match with Goldberg in advance. But we have the most intense swinging neckbreaker I've ever seen. And every move Goldberg does, the crowd's going apeshit for yeah. it. And you can see he's, he's actually showing more. Yeah, Even he's after growing that, remarkably yeah. fast. Yeah. Especially compared to his September match. Yeah. And he just goes into a spear. Notice, Monty, every single one of these matches is about 90 seconds. Yeah, how come they're so short? Because Goldberg can't wrestle. Oh, they want to wrap it up. Okay. That being said... Are you missing anything, or is the true Goldberg experience watching him kill someone for 90 seconds? <laughs> I would like to see more. I'm just, this guy, man, holy shoot. I'm just impressed. It's like, the intensity. Yeah. It's the intense screaming. Was he a heel at this point, or was he... They don't know what to put up, make him yet. So, Goldberg at this time was a good guy in February. Oh, From okay. September until January, he was considered a bad guy. Yeah. But the moves he did were so cool that the crowd was just cheering him. Because mm -hmm. every week, Goldberg would do the spear that was awesome, the jackhammer that was awesome, yeah. and some other weird, crazy move, whether it's two backflips... Or whether it's, you know, just twisting himself around. He does moves that make it look like he should break his leg, but he doesn't. Yeah, like he's very, his, his stamina, his agility are really, really good. For a man that his size, that's for sure. Absolutely. Our, our next match we go to mm -hmm. is just a few days later. It's at WCW NWO's Super Brawl 8. And once again, Goldberg is being paired with a uh, a true veteran of the sport, Brad Armstrong. Is he related to... I think, wasn't he related to someone? He's related to referee Scott Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also Brian Armstrong, who became the road dog, Jesse James. Yes, that's right. Brian. Does he get the crazy fireworks thing yet? So, what I love about <laughs> Super Brawl here is having watched every single show week to week, this is where Goldberg finally perfects his entrance. The pyro's not quite there, but Goldberg no, is. Walks forward, stops, pause with the head down. He looks up, fireworks, cricks the neck, screams, slaps his head around. <laughs> <laughs> and does weird arm things back and forth. Yeah, no, I remember he used to do, like, those air punches and scream. And 
Out of context, yeah. Goldberg is like the stupidest looking guy on the planet. But what makes him work and what people never give Goldberg the credit for is his intense physical charisma. Yeah. I mean, he is a scary motherfucker, is he not? Yeah, like, I never really thought of him as, no, you know, being a knucklehead in wrestling. I always thought, like, he was pretty, you know, a technical guy. Like, he knows what he's doing. And plus, yeah, you're right. The sheer size of him was, like, that. that's my wow factor when I watched him when he came in. So this is Goldberg's first <clears throat> match as a good guy on yeah. pay-per-view. And as you can tell, the crowd is like, this is, like, this is a main guy. And the crowd's not here to see him have anything competitive. The crowd's here to see him kill Brad Armstrong. It's not a question of, of who. It's a question of how. Yeah. That is amazing. (laughs) oh god screams brad armstrong oh he ain't taking goldberg lifts brad armstrong like he is nothing parades him around the ring and slams him to the ground press i uh, noticed that he he changes it like you expect him to do you know those simple moves and stuff like that he he spins it on you and he if you only need to teach him one move at a time you can do whatever with a guy who has that level of power yeah and of course when goldberg doesn't know what to do throw him into the corner and throw knees yeah overhead Belly-to-belly arm trap suplex. And since this is a pay-per-view, Brad Armstrong is going to do his due diligence to get in at least some offense. Russian leg sweep. Goldberg does not sell it, because why would Goldberg sell anything he's Goldberg? (laughs) Goldberg almost gets lost putting the wrong move up, but he does... With it. a with a pump handle fall away slam, Damn. he gets set up in the corner spear. By this point, the spear is the setup for the jackhammer. So it took us a few months to get to the spear as like the the, the second like, yeah pre finishing yeah yeah by like end of ninety seven it was. Bad Armstrong goes up. I know he holds him longer down. now. He held him with one hand, yeah. the jackhammer. And then the crowd. The crowd, the eyes, the screaming. That was a fast match too, eh? Still short, eh? Oh, yeah. That went, what, two and a half minutes? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it didn't hurt Goldberg that at the same time, WWF had their own bald guy, Steve Austin, who was doing well. But in practice, they were very different people. Oh, yeah, for sure. It seems to me that back then when WCW introduced him, there was a lot of conversation about how, like, WCW wanted their air quotes Steve Austin, and they wanted a bigger and better Steve Austin. So, 
Well, that's I still remember that whole conversation in the school. He's, cer- he's certainly bigger. I think he's better, but I'm also incredibly biased because Goldberg was my Jewish superhero as a kid. He is freaking awesome. Yeah, imagine you and know like, a, a marginalized like, group like. Sorry. Go it, on. Ima- imagine, imagine Jews being like, "Look, one of us is really strong now." <laughs> Even till recently, like, his physique hasn't changed much. He really. No, of himself. He's and, jacked as hell. Yeah. yeah. He, if he's, not, he looks he, bigger. Ever, yeah, I don't know if anyone can be as bigger than Goldberg was at like ninety-eight physically, but he looks good. Yeah, he looks good. Is he still wrestling or is he retired? He last wrestled a year or so ago. Yeah. So his contract with WWE is expired, but it's one of those never say nevers mm-hmm, if the mm-hmm. dollars and cents line up. So the next video we're going to go to is one of the first real tests of Goldberg's medal. And I think one of the greatest Goldberg matches of all time. Three, two, one. Play. I never liked Raven. You know, uh, Rebecca doesn't like Raven either. He was very much a product of his time. Yeah. Now, this is April. April 20th, 1998. 420, baby. Goldberg challenges for his first championship where he faces Raven for the United States title. I think only a day after Raven won it. Oh, wow. Uh. I guess we'll have to see what happens after the match. By this point, there is a counter on Goldberg's streak, how many matches he's at. So here he's 74-0, which I think is only inflated by like two or three wins. Big enough that Michael Buffer is doing his introduction now. And his intro's pretty yeah, much those, those what air, it should yeah, be. Yeah, those air punches. <laughs> I love that. His professional wrestling record, we <clears throat> all know. Oh, man. Also notice he is no longer Bill Goldberg. He is just Goldberg. Goldberg. And criticize WCW's commentary for what it is. But they did a great job of making Goldberg look like a world beater. Between um, between Bobby Heenan and Larry Zabisco both. So Raven, this is essentially the peak of Raven's career. Yeah. I, I didn't uh, so really care Ra- for it. Raven Raven and his flock were sacrificed at the altar of Goldberg. But he had a really good run in 1998. Yeah. Not my well, I, I wasn't really rooting for him whenever he's in a room. Well, hey, that just means he's doing his job, right? Yeah. Do you know why Raven has a white soul on only one of his two boots? White soul. I never paid attention to that. Uh, oh, one yeah. of his one of his legs is shorter than the other. Oh. Yeah. 
Do you remember Raven's flock hanging out at ringside during the show? Mm-hmm. Man, I thought I, I thought that was the coolest thing. AEW's tried bringing that back, with like certain wrestlers will watch from the crowd in on matches. <laughs> Although nowadays it's got to be pretty hard to be like, all right, yeah, we're not selling our front row seats today, because we gotta do an angle. Yeah. I appreciate Goldberg's rolling knee bar, which yeah. always consists with him smacking himself on the back of the head. <laughs> you know, it takes a level of dedication to be like, I am going to get this to work one day. And he really doesn't. Yeah. It is hard. Goldberg hits Raven with a spinning back kick. Goldberg would use that same kick at the end of 1999 to shorten Bret Hart's career. Yes. Monty, you got to talk to your fellow Canadian, Brett. You got to help him get over it. <laughs> it's been a long time, man. It's been 24 years. Yeah. Bret I Hart. mean, I'm a Goldberg apologist, I know, but, like, Bret it's Hart not a good is, look, Brett. Uh, he holds a lot of grudges. <clears throat> are, are you a Brett guy or a Sean guy? Michaels? Yeah. Oh, you mean you want to talk about the Montreal Screwjob? No, I'm just asking. <laughs> Brett or Sean? I'm Brett, of course. Canadian, man. Okay, okay. Is this making true? I mean, I am too. I am too. <laughs> um, anyway. But, yeah. Uh, I, so, you'll see here, Goldberg's actually selling, yeah. which is crazy. Goldberg's still kicking out of all of Raven's stuff. Draven, Raven used a drop toehold into a chair, which was one of his... Uh, finishing significant maneuvers from the first half of his run. He's actually he's, really, like, the way he's selling, he's really making Raven work to win. So, it's pretty good. Yeah, Goldberg was honestly pretty underrated at selling when he needed to. Yeah. Like, right here, Raven has him in a chin lock, and he's grimacing. It looks like he's fighting to get out. Mm -hmm. Like... One of the things that makes Goldberg is none of his shit looks fake. And a lot of the time, it was real. He would shoot spear people. He gave them a legit football tackle. And that's why it looks so good. Yeah. And you know one thing I also... And boom, realized, look at that spear. Yeah. The crowd's oh, oh, going ape oh, shit. Someone's... Oh. But the flock attacks. And this leads to one of the greatest segments of wrestling ever. He where Goldberg... <laughs> destroys every single one of them. No, I was going to say, whenever, you know, Goldberg does the, you know, that head shake when he's like, I had enough, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still here. Like, I think he, he does it very differently for his time compared to all the other people who has done that. Like, Hulk, oh, yeah. Hulk Hogan. Look at this guy, Reese, a legit yeah. 6'10". And Goldberg jackhammers him. And it doesn't seem to phase Goldberg at all. No. The crowd is going apeshit. Have you ever seen anyone else no, do that no. level of a feat of strength after throwing five or six other guys out of out of the ring? Oh, what's this? And then for one of my this? favorite bits of, <laughs> of fake crowd participation, yeah. a group of quote-unquote fans throw Raven back into the ring. <laughs> Goldberg now does a spear from straight in the corner. We fix again. that. Yeah. He hits the spear again. 
and the crowd is losing it because they're witnessing one of the coolest motherfuckers on the planet. Yeah, he cleared house. Is he gonna do it? Commentaries on fire. Oh, oh, he didn't do the. I I, f- I feel like after jackhammering like a seven foot tall guy, it Goldberg was probably running out of energy. Yeah. So not the best jackhammer on Raven, but he does win the U.S. title, and the crowd comes and glued. The crowd is like growing alongside Goldberg. Yeah. And so at this point, as a fan, I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. But what would happen if they actually put the belts, like the world title on Bill Goldberg? It's something that couldn't possibly happen, right? Mm. Yeah. I I saw it a lot. I, I knew he was going to be I, able to get to that. Sure, but in WCW, a company where the Stings, the Hogans, the Lugers are the yeah. only guys getting the gold. Yeah. It'd be pretty far-fetched to think that Goldberg would win the title. Well... Fortunately for Goldberg, someone was on his side, and his name was Hollywood Hogan. Oh. Hogan was smelling the tea leaves. He saw Goldberg was going to be a huge draw, and he offered to wrestle Goldberg at the upcoming Georgia Dome show mm-hmm. to show that Goldberg can draw a big house with Hogan, and in Hogan's mind, he can get his win back against Goldberg in the future. but i feel like if you're looking for a single goldberg match to show someone his match with raven where he assaults eight people at once yeah is at least in the discussion for his greatest matches ever (laughs) it shows you wrestling doesn't need to be long and drawn out no Sometimes you just got to see someone get their ass kicked. That was Goldberg. That was WCW. People want to see people get their ass kicked. And then WWE was like, how about we make you suffer through 20 years of melodrama? I just saw the sign 74 is in the (laughs) And it would would rise until about 173-0 officially, but I think it was like 155 or 156 was the real number. Is that the longest record? of undefeated it's the biggest number i believe oh um other people have been undefeated longer yeah but i think in terms of numbers it's goldberg this guy's so, amazing yeah no shit and so now we come to the final match in goldberg's journey 25 years ago from the posting of this episode, July 1998, after defending successfully his U.S. title against Scott Hall earlier in the night, Goldberg is facing Hollywood Hogan in his hometown of Atlanta in the Georgia Dome in front of a sold-out crowd. This is the largest crowd WCW ever had outside of a show in North Korea that doesn't count. And uh, not only was this a sold-out crowd, but also one of the people in that crowd was me. Oh, do we get to see you? <laughs> um, I feel I sat front row, but it was like it, it wasn't the on-camera side, so uh, I'm off to like okay. the corner. Boo! I feel like invisible in like one part, but it's real blink and you miss it. So we'll see if we catch it. If not, that's okay. Three, two, 
one play. Super showdown. This is WWE. Well, this is from WWE's YouTube channel. WCW was not alive late enough to have a YouTube channel. That's true. To be fair, if it did, we've just turned into TNA. And no one wants to be TNA. In Hollywood, Hulk Hogan was he alive. Oh, yeah, this is the NWO. Well, especially because Goldberg and I, Goldberg in many ways is the style of opponent Hogan wants. Someone big, larger than life, charismatic, but also someone who's naive enough at the politics game that Goldberg, that uh, Hogan could work circles around him, you know? Yeah. Meh, Hogan was alright. Hogan's got a hell of a tan going on too. I remember that. <laughs> you can tell. He's so dark. <laughs> so you can. What I find interesting in this match. Yeah. You can tell that Hogan is leading this whole match. Yeah. But Goldberg's. Uh, intensity and charisma and ability to stand toe-to-toe with Hogan like he could not have done this in December or even probably February like that's a testament to how big Hogan uh, to how good Goldberg has gotten in such a short period of time and people you know insist that he was never good because he injured people. And yeah, the first rule of wrestling is you're not supposed to injure someone. Yeah. But if they're putting Goldberg in that position, uh, he's doing the best he can, you know? Well, practice makes perfect. Right? Call me an apologist. But I don't, but I feel like the fact that he got down the intensity so quickly, right? Yeah. Few wrestlers reach the intensity Goldberg has reached less than a year into his career here. And there you see him. He's making a test of strength look actually good. Yep. So he can't work safe, but he can sell. We know that much about Goldberg. Yeah. Also, the cameraman in the corner looks like... The, the cameraman in the corner looks like Conan O'Brien. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah, of course now they're not going to show it. <laughs> but yeah, after this show, WCW started a slow wind downhill that by 1995 got a lot faster. So this is the... Pretty much if you watch WCW up through the end of 1998, it should be good. Yeah. If you watch WCW beginning like the first week of 1999, it is unwatchably terrible. <laughs> it's one of the biggest like overnight bombs I've ever seen. Hulk Hogan is the perfect foil for Goldberg with his over-the-top pantomime. Yeah, yeah. And it's honestly kind of sad they only ever wrestled once, but it is pretty definitive. 
Oh, it was only one time they never met up. Only one time Goldberg and Hogan wrestled one-on-one. At least like this. Yeah. Maybe they did in like 2000, but that doesn't count. No. Goldberg threw that belt away. He doesn't want to take any shortcuts. He wants to earn the victory over Hogan. This match, um, infamously enough, was only advertised about four days out on the previous episode's Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people say that this would have been the biggest payday in WCW's history, but Eric Bischoff was more uh, interested in TV ratings than pay-per-view buys at the yeah. time. So, paid off for me. Oh, he drilled him. Oh, Goldberg hit very hard. Hit very hard. Hogan not trying to make a cover. A blatant choke. Hogan right with his pantomime choking is crazy. <laughs> like, Goldberg barely even knows how to sell it. Yeah, Hogan's I, can, I, I noticed that. Yeah. A pickup and Goldberg comes down hard. How do you all admit this? This is the whole punishment Goldberg's taken in any of his matches. Look, Goldberg rolling over. He made Hogan try the elbow drop twice. That was a great move. And he's back, and Hogan's down. Yeah. And Hogan knows where he's at. He rolls out to the floor. Yeah, to I'm going to take as yeah, much of that count as he can. I appreciate WCW's flame. <laughs> what a great match. To roll over on his back, forcing Hogan to try yeah, the elbow show for the second time. As he yeah. missed Goldberg up, Hogan on the outside. He's thinking right now. Find me something down here on the floor. Belt back on. Hogan just needed to go outside and pick up his weight belt. That's all it was. The leader of NWO Hollywood. The man who has made so much of a difference in our sport on many levels. Goldberg. <laughs> trying to forge his own way. Again, his own status, his own legendary status, which in many ways has been paid since September 22nd. It's weird seeing Goldberg in a longer match, isn't it? Yeah. Year, less than no, a year I appreciate it. This is where Goldberg does not want to be because Hogan on the outside, guys, is a master. I think his head connected. Yeah, I think Goldberg legitimately slammed his own head oh into the guardrail. Referee time to get it back. Goldberg tried to thin that one off, but could not. The third shot. Yeah, he will sell it. That's not one thing I have right Yeah, he'll sell it because he he's actually it. hurting himself. Yeah. He, no, he's not afraid to do that. Yeah, it's got him in trouble. Sometimes in the modern day, oh, he accidentally can cost himself by hyping himself up and deep. smashing his head into the Where you gotta suck it up. Oh. Where you gotta prove yeah. the other shadow of a doubt that you belong here. For Goldberg, the time going from is right now. Drops, the call of the champ is leveling with everything. Mr. Burbank. Yep, Kurt Hennig, NWO favorite. But he's gonna be stopped by Diamond Dallas Page and Carl Malone immediately overshadowing the fact Hogan's got to protect himself that Goldberg's one of like three people to kick out of the leg drop <laughs> and now the crowd knows what's happening because Goldberg is in position fans throwing shit 
And look at that audience go in. Finish him off. Finish him off. He's calling for it. This is it. This is it. This is the peak of wrestling, Monty. This moment right here. on the line here. Do it. Do it. This place will erupt when he picks him up. He's got him up. Oh, the garbage coming. It's over. Look at that. Yeah. I mean, that's magic, you know. Goldberg wins the world title in not dominant fashion, but convincing fashion. We've got a new champion. And so that was Goldberg's seminal moment. Yeah. Monty. What's your takeaway from seeing Goldberg's career from from then to now? I have to say, well, from then to then. Yeah, well, then to then. Uh, you know what? He works hard. He's still, you know, you can see him at the beginning. He's still trying to get familiar with it, and then you know he improved. He constantly is improving himself. He also brings a lot of new things. Like I think he. He for like he he pays a lot of attention to his matches and how what he can do and to, to you know. Well, I think a lot of people craft. pay attention to it for him. No, but to he, be fair. his sense of of what he can do, like the little things, to to make his character, you know, so legendary even to t- till today. Like I notice that now after watching all these matches again, there's a lot of adjustments minor tweaks that he does to for his character yeah and it takes good and it takes a village i'm sure but i don't think enough credit is paid to how much goldberg himself needed to adapt and take feedback and grow because the guy you see there in july 98 is a world away from september 97 december 97 even february well a year right i think it's about nine months, mm-hmm. nine to ten months from when he debuts on TV to when he wins the title, which outside of maybe Kurt Angle is the fastest rise for any wrestler to yeah. win a world title. Uh, that's true. Eh, I don't know. Compared to Goldberg. Brock Lesnar is. Yeah. But Brock, Brock Lesnar spent more time in developmental even. Yeah. You know, Goldberg wrestled like three matches in developmental and they're like, okay, great. Go ahead. Yeah. But I think. Compared to those two, I think Goldberg was more entertaining to watch. Uh, Angle. Oh, man after my own heart, Monty. (laughs) Angle and Lesnar, I think they came at a later time for me. Like, I mean, Kurt Angle, when he came out, he went through so many, you know, sketches and then, you know, character to, you know, I, I just didn't really get into his character and Lesnar thing, was just Lesnar was just another big guy that they brought out in WWE yeah, yeah. even compared to Brock Lesnar Goldberg's star power I think shines through brighter. oh yeah oh yeah like like in Brock's like, Brock's a generational talent too yeah. it's just that Goldberg's physical char- he might have the greatest physical charisma of all time yeah, no, yes, I agree with that. And and 
I don't think Lesnar can do the things he did in terms of like agility. Well, and stuff like that. Brock Lesnar could do a shooting star press. I don't think Goldberg could have done that. Eh. Uh, like, I mean, Dolph, I, you know, eh. he's, I think Goldberg, like, he's just so fast for his size. Yes, very much. So. That's what I mean. Like, he's just yeah. very quick. And he's agile, like, you know, we've seen the backflips and stuff like that. And the things that he has to do is just incredible. He just had right. some minor tweaks from the beginning till he beat Hogan, you know. Well, minor tweaks and major growth. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so Goldberg was my hero, and then Kevin Nash had to end the streak. My my fake biological father, Kevin Nash. <laughs> um, I like Kevin Nash. <laughs> I liked him since yeah. he was Diesel at WWE. Who do you <clears throat> prefer, Diesel or Fake Diesel? Okay. That's, that's a dumb question. <laughs> well, of course, I got, I got one more video for you. All right, fire it up. I've shown you Goldberg, but what happened when Goldberg returned to WWE for one more match in 2016, mm-hmm. which was what is that? 18 years after he beats Hulk Hogan for the world title. Yeah. Let's see what happens when old man Goldberg makes his return to the ring after 12 years of being gone. All right. You ready, Monty? Let me bring it to zero. Okay. Count us in. Three, two, one, play. And so in Goldberg's return match, he offered to come back to wrestle... His good real-life friend, mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar. I was also at this show. What is this? Oh, WrestleMania? This was Survivor Series 2016 oh. in Toronto. At the ACC. That's right. You actually came to Toronto to watch this? Yeah. Nice. Dude, I'm a Goldberg stan. <laughs> Goldberg is the only guy where if I see he's booked on something, I'm like, ooh, maybe I should go to this. Nice. But, you know, I because back in the day, we were friends with uh, the head of security, Doug Dellinger. So we took us backstage, and I met Goldberg a number of times. In person? You can take a lot of, yeah, you can take a lot away from Goldberg, but he was really nice to kids. Oh, no, I, I don't doubt there's, I've seen yeah, this interview. Been, he's a really sweet guy. He would donate um, to Toys for Tots, and he'd, like, bring gifts to kids. Yeah. Did you get a gift uh, from him? Uh, for holidays. No, no, it was for, you know, un- uh, it was for kids who needed it. Uh, but, like, he never asked for credit for it. He told people not to talk about it because, yeah. like, he wasn't in it for the PR, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, he's, like, he's, he seems like a very I, I love watching his interview with him and um, Steve Austin. Yeah. And now, 18 years after the highlight of his career, after dealing through the doldrums of WCW, a shitty run in WWE, the crowd is still chanting for Goldberg. Yeah. Because they get it. Hasn't changed this game, so. I love this deep song. It's great. Yeah. 
The only shame is they couldn't get former WCW head of security Doug Dillinger to walk him out to the ring. But he's looking jacked. Yeah. He's 50-something here. And listen to that crowd. They didn't forget. Is that the new gimmick where you have the security escorting? That was... They added that shortly after he won the world title. Yeah, I always like that present because it kind of shows that he's not to be <laughs> Yeah. When I was a kid, I always played a game with myself to see if the fireworks would ever, if Goldberg's fireworks would ever completely fill the screen. Because they rarely did like they do here. Most of the time, there's always a corner open where it doesn't quite fill it all the way. That angle. I just can't believe it breathes that angle. That must taste really bad. <laughs> it can't be good for you. Tastes like money. <laughs> he added that in himself, didn't he? Probably. Yeah. I don't think any employer would willingly be like, yeah, pal, how about you how about you snuff in a bunch of smoke? I mean, honestly, knowing wrestling, maybe. Yeah, see, like, look at the physiques between these two. Yeah, it's, for real. Like, Brock I still looks think, like a gorilla. Yeah, but Goldberg looks like a. Goldberg looks like Rambo. Gladiator. Yeah. Wait, was this storyline Lesnar was a heel? Yeah, Lesnar was the biggest bad in the company at this time. Like, he'd been pinned... In 2016, he'd been pinned, like, once in five years, I think. They're going to lock horns? This was... Two years after Brock Lesnar ended the Undertaker's streak. So Brock Lesnar is the ultimate, like, killer in WWE at this time. And Goldberg hasn't wrestled in 12 years. Oh, so this is his first time back? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I'm sure you can assume how this goes. Brock throws him in the corner. And Goldberg throws him on his ass like Brock is a bitch. But you know what? Brock Lesnar is also no fear from Goldberg. Goldberg But he can't give a spear like Goldberg does. Goldberg may shock the world. Goldberg looking to end this early. Lesnar's hurt. Lesnar's hurt. Another one. All these years, and Goldberg still has the same confidence and physical charisma he had years ago. I don't think anybody expected this sort of dominance right out of the gate from Goldberg. The Beast may be on the verge of getting slayed. What an incredible moment here. Lester 
His banking cell, yeah, his, his, that cell doesn't. Lesnar can't even get up. Goldberg again. He's got Lesnar center of the ring. Goldberg's looking for a shot. Goldberg eyes the camera. Goldberg looking at the jackhammer. He gets Brock up. Jackhammer, baby. Oh, the tongue out. And Goldberg wins. In, once again, 90 seconds. Monty, this might have been the happiest I ever was. What? Really? For a wrestling match. I was beaming from ear to ear. Because it's a Goldberg match. You want to watch? Yeah, he's, he's in his 50s and he was able to get Brock Lesnar up for a jackhammer. Are you kidding me? Goldberg is still the man. I don't care what anyone else says. Because unlike Hulk Hogan, unlike Steve Austin, unlike The Undertaker, unlike The Ultimate Warrior, unlike even to a certain extent guys like Sting, Goldberg has a pretty spotless personal track record. That's true. Goldberg made him pay. And he's been, for the most part, a model, as far as I can tell, he's been a model member of society. Yeah, yeah. You know, Goldberg, I grew up with Goldberg as my hero, like the only Jewish wrestler out there, and he kicked ass. And then, even in 2016, Goldberg's still beating the odds. Yeah. He's also bald like my dad. No. Oh, that's his son. Oh. Yeah. And so that is the story of Goldberg. Uh, my favorite wrestler. Yeah. And uh, if I had any purpose to this episode, it was to highlight to you why I think he's great and why I think nowadays he gets too much bullshit for not being a great wrestler. Because Goldberg was never a great wrestler. But he would also give you the best 90 seconds in wrestling you were going to see that week. That's true. No, I agree. I'm with you 100%. I really liked him in his days of wrestling, but I always wonder when he'll come back. So, Well, he can't really do the jackhammer anymore, so probably shouldn't come back. But if he does, I'll be waiting. And you know what, Bill? If you try it again and you drop someone on their head once, trying to do the jackhammer just do it a second time if if, <laughs> if they're dropped work. on their head again like the undertaker <laughs> it's okay he dropped you on your head too so try it a third time and my god if if dolph ziggler is just convulsing on the mat you might as well try it again <laughs> because i'm sure bill that the fourth time the charm Good night and good morning. morning. Follow us on Instagram and we have an easier way of getting to it now, which is check out 4ttc.org. And after that, I guess we will talk to y'all later. Bye.